Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, this uh, journey through the New Testament, specifically now wrapping up the book of Ephesians. So glad to have you guys on um, this awesome community. As I said, many times we started this thing back uh, as a daily prayer during COVID, March of 2020. Now here, you know, year and a half later, we're still at it. And um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um and we uh, support each other, we pray for each other, and we learn and grow together. So basically, we read, we pray, we change the world. <laughs> so glad to have you guys on. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, whether you've been here since March of 2020, or you just jumped on today the first time, or you did a search on podcast on Apple or Spotify or whatever, and you found it, you just now jumping on. We, hey, we're glad you're here. We are glad you are here. Um, we, we learn. We laugh a lot. Um, we take the word of God seriously. We don't take ourselves so seriously. We don't mind laughing at ourselves. Um, but we do take God's word seriously. So, Because um, in it we grow and mature. And uh, we learn more about him, learn more about ourselves, uh, learn, learn more about how to be better. So welcome, everybody. All right, let's do it. Ephesians chapter 6. Here we go. Welcome. Facebook friends, Instagram people, podcast people. Welcome. This is one you post in your children's bedrooms, right? <laughs> Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. If it was only e if it was just that easy, if it was definitely you know, just if all you had to do was say it, right? But children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Now the other piece of that is as parents, we have to teach our children that. We have to teach our children that it is right to obey your parents. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, which with the promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life. Children, obey your parents if you want to live. <laughs> basically, basically is what we're saying here. <laughs> you know, you have some days like, ooh, cheer. Look, y'all better just calm down. Some days, right, in the, in the end of the day, sometimes you're saying, Lord, just thank you that we all live today. <laughs> Lord, just I just want to thank you, Lord, for this day and that we all are still alive. That's, you know, that's a miracle. But, yeah, so teach your children to honor their father and mother so that it may go well with them, that they might like that they might live. That's what we're shooting for, guys. We're just we're just shooting for everyone to get home safe. <laughs> We we're shooting for a tomorrow. We want there to be a tomorrow for everybody. That's what we're shooting for. <laughs> uh, verse four. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Some translations say provoke. Don't provoke your children. Don't enrage them. Don't exasperate them. Don't irritate them. Well, we're always going to irritate them, right? That's kind of like impossible not to do that. Um. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Dads, specifically here, we're talking to dads. 
moms too, but this is a direct um, charge to fathers. It's Father's Day coming up this Sunday. So fathers, hey, happy Father's Day early, everyone. In case I don't see you Sunday. Happy Father's Day to my dad who's on here, I'm sure. Um, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, do what? Bring them up in training and instruction in the Lord. And dads, you have a huge impact on the spiritual well-being of your children. A disproportionate amount of weight rides on fathers. That's just that just that's just the truth. That's just from study after study of spiritual impact on children, fathers' impact is uh um it's just it just it just weighs heavier. I I can't explain exactly why. It just is. So fathers. Don't exasperate your children, but raise them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Verse 5. Slaves, obey your your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Now, obviously, that brings up questions of slavery and the institution of slavery. Uh, A couple of things to, to make note of that is that the gospel came into a culture. Jesus came into a culture where slavery existed. Now, it was not North, the North American slave trade. It's not what we imagine today. It doesn't mean that it was a just institution. It certainly was not a just and fair institution. It was unjust, but it, but in some cases, it was not nearly as violent uh, and oppressive as the North American uh, slave trade. Um, and so in some ways, in some cases, many cases, actually, slaves were simply employees. They were um, they. They were workers in the household. Um, uh, in some cases, not. In some cases, they were treated unfair, um, and probably in many cases. But the uh, the point here is that the gospel comes into that culture, and while there's no passage that says abolish slavery uh, verbatim, the seeds of abolition, the seeds of egalitarianism, the seeds of equality, are all over the gospel. And in fact, you'll see it here in these verses that we were about to read. Um, the, the, so while uh, there wasn't a blanket state, statement abolish slavery now, the seeds of its destruction and demise were planted through the gospel. As you see in the abolition movement uh, in England and the United States. It's, it's the gospel. It's the message of Christ. So, uh, but as we apply it today to employees, as an employer and an employee, those of us that are employed by someone else, employees or bond servants, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, your, your bosses, your supervisors, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. They, they aren't Christ, right? Same thing we talked about yesterday with husbands and wives. This isn't saying obey them because they're God to you. No, that's not what this says. It's saying just as you would honor the Lord, honor them. Honor them as if you were honoring the Lord. Not that they are the Lord, but don't do it necessarily even for them. Do it for the Lord. <clears throat> uh, above them, above them, not as to, not to win favor uh, when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. So here's interesting. This is taking back power. This is taking back self-esteem. This is taking back your voice. It's saying what? I'm going to work. I'm going to do the best I can do. Not because you're making me. 
Not because you may threaten me, but because I love God and I'm going to do it for God. I'm going to do it for God. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve wholeheartedly as if I were serving the Lord. So I'm taking back my power, my my self-esteem, my self-worth, my voice. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know what the Lord that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. So see, egalitarianism. God's going to reward everybody based on their relationship with him and, and his gifts and his kindness, not based on whether you're a, whether you're a boss or an employee or a slave or a master. See, the, the, the seeds of equality are embedded, and it's not done yet. Now Paul will talk to the masters. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. How? Like you're treating the, how you would treat God. Slaves work as unto the Lord. Masters um, rule over your slaves like they were God, like they were the Lord, as if you would the Lord. How would you treat the Lord if he were there? Mm, see, that's different, man. That is different in that culture. That was that was way different than the culture. They were in most cultures, in most, uh, they were considered property. And here he's saying, no, 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 no. These are, these are children of God. You, you treat them as, as if you, what you think God would expect. Um, do not threaten them since you know that the one who is both their master and yours is in heaven. And watch this, watch this. And there is no favoritism with him. They are so equality. The seeds of it are all over the gospel, all over the message of Christ, which is why the gospel was out in the forefront and still is in the abolition of slavery. Because there is, as has been said on here already, there there's slavery all over the world today, still today. Not basically, not 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 even necessarily based on race, uh, but there's human trafficking all over the world, even in our own communities. Verse 10, finally, this is the great, this is the great uh, prayer passage. Welcome, everybody. Glad to have you guys with us today. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Finally, what? Finally, what? Based on everything he said in this entire letter, this letter that was written to the church and written to the church of Ephesus, this letter that was written to talk about the beauty of the church and our responsibility as now citizens of the body of Christ, citizens of the family of God, citizens of the kingdom of God, what our obligation is now that we're members of the family. So finally, based on all that I taught you, do what? Be strong in the Lord. What is this? This is about your mind. You got to be, you got to choose to be strong. You can't wait to feel it. You got to, you got to choose it. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Not your own strength, not your own ability. Some of us today, maybe, you know, prayer requests that have already been shared. There, some of you may be weak and tired, fatigued. But we stand in the strength of the Lord, not in our own strength. Amen. We stand in the strength of the Lord and his strength. And what he can do and in his power. Put on the full armor of God. It's God's armor. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Man, as we go out today, as we interact today and this evening, we want to put on the armor of God every day. Why? 
Verse 12, because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of the evil, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There's all kinds of things going on spiritually. Right? And our wrestle, we don't fight against people. People are not our adversary. We struggle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places, these spiritual forces. No. You go into your workplace today and you think, man, I don't, this person, this person, that person. You know, it's not about people. It's about spiritual forces. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The enemy is not your boss. The enemy is not that that coworker that drives you crazy. It's not about that neighbor that gets on your last nerve. It's about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. There's spiritual wickedness. And so to fight against spiritual wickedness, Against spiritual issues, spiritual adversaries, we have to put on spiritual armor. Oh, yeah. Here we go. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authorities and against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, because of that, put on the full armor of God so that you so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. You'll be ready. And after you have done everything to stand. Now, see, that's what he's saying. Like, okay, we, for an example, today, every day, we pray basically every day of the week, five days a week, four days a week, we get together and we pray. We seek, we seek the Lord. We spend this time in morning prayer. You, whenever you listen to this podcast, you spend it thinking about God and then we close it up with prayer. But it does no good if we do all that and then we cave to the enemy as soon as we stop. Right? We've got to choose to stand, having done all to stand, having look, <laughs> having done all to get up early and listen to the morning prayer and spend some time talking to Jesus and reading his word. Having done all of that, now stand, <laughs> right? Now stand. Don't do all that and then just buckle at the first, first, uh, first sight of adversity or spiritual uh, conflict. No, having done all of those things. Done, having done those right things, having put on the armor of God, now stand. We got to remind ourselves of that, man. I got to remind myself that. It's like, oh yeah, Terry, remember you just spent some time praying. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I need to keep the armor of God on. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and have. And after you have done everything to every done everything, stand. And he says, stand like eight times. Not eight. It's a lot. Five. He says it again. He says it in verse 11. Stand. He says it about four times here. Um, stand your ground. After you've done everything to stand, then what? Stand. You think about it. You think about a. Um, you think about a, a soldier. It'd be per- pointless to spend all that time putting that armor on and then just go sit in the corner. Right? That's how that's right, Angie. That's how we change the world. We read, we pray, then we what? We stand. Change the world. Stand firm then with what? He's gonna go through the armor of God. He's thinking about a road, he's gonna use the analogy of a Roman soldier and the and the armor that they put on, and he's gonna liken that to spiritual armor that God provides. It's awesome. I remember for uh, for years, man, it was a long time when we were first saved. My mom, 
me, my mom, and my aunt, who are on here this morning, who've been on here from the beginning, we'd gather and pray in a little guest bedroom. We'd gather six, like 6.30 in the morning. I don't remember. It was early. When I was like, what, 19, 20? We would gather and pray every morning, put on a little praise music on a little cassette player. Remember those? <laughs> a little integrity worship. <laughs> put on a little integrity worship. Maranatha, praise. <laughs> and we would pray the armor of God, specifically. We'd wrap every time, every every time we'd pray, we'd, we'd uh, pray the armor of God. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you stand your ground. Okay, verse 14. Stand firm then with, with what? The belt of truth buckled around your waist. There's a big, big belt, right? That would hold everything else. You got to have that truth around your, around your waist. And often that belt would, would you know, would, would, would guard you. You're gonna, we're gonna gird our loins here too, but um, <laughs> um, but that belt of truth be surrounded, be wrapped in truth, the truth of the gospel. We got to know truth, man. With the breastplate of righteousness, get that breastplate over, so that your heart and mind is on righteousness, that you would that our hearts and, and the will and the purpose of our lives would be, would be moving towards righteousness. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So we want, we want to, we want to be people of peace. We want to we want these boots of peace on our feet so that as we move, we are people, we are prophets and prophetesses of peace. We are men and women of peace. We bring peace we are peacemakers like our Lord. Verse 16, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Trust, belief in God. Which what? Extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil. When the evil one attacks us, we put, we put, we, we raise up the shield of faith. No, our faith is in God. Our hope is in him. Our trust is in the word. Take the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Fill in your mind with the, with the salvation that comes in Jesus. The sword of the spirit, which is the only um, offensive piece of this equipment. The sword of the spirit. What is our offensive weapon? It's the word of God. That's why we read. We read. We pray. We change the world. We read because what? When we're reading, we're, we're sharpening our, uh, our offensive weapon. Now, we're obviously providing some defense, too, because we learn all this through the word. But we're also sharp, sharpening our sword, which is the word of God. How did they, how did Jesus uh, defeat or fight temptation in the wilderness when the devil tempted him? With the word of God, with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. So we commit this word. We don't only read it. What we commit it to our hearts because it's our it's our weapon. So we have the. The belt of truth, the, blessed, the breastplate of righteousness, the boots, the gospel fitted with the, the, the boots of peace. We take up the shield of faith. We have the sword of the spirit. We're ready to go. Then we stand. It's like, let's go. Let's walk in peace and in righteousness. And verse 18, and what else? Here's the Holy Spirit. Talked about the, talked about the word of God. Now we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And pray in the spirit. Woo! 
what? Here's another offensive weapon, not just the sword of the spirit, but we got the, we got the, we get to pray in the spirit. We have the spirit of prayer, the Holy Spirit that can pray through us and pray in us. On all occasions. So you're not, we're not defenseless. So we pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, like a good soldier, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I love that. Pray also for me that whatever I speak, words may be given so that I will be fearless. Right? He's praying, like, give me boldness. That I will be fearless, make known the mystery of the gospel. I want to be fearless in making known the gospel. Me too, man. And we need to be fearless in making known the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Man, we could all pray that, right? That could be all. Lord, help us, each one, to fearlessly, fearlessly declare the gospel. That's an awesome prayer text there, man. Verse 10 through verse 18. Man, that's solid. All right, he's going to wrap it up here in verse 21. Uh, Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord, will tell you everything. He's the one who's delivering the letter. He's the one who, uh, in many places, is recognized by Paul as someone who's a a co-laborer with him, who uh, helps him um, and serves him in taking these letters to the churches. He will tell you everything so that you will also know how I am and how I'm doing. He's going to give him a report on how he's doing. You remember Paul's in chains. He's in prison. So that he's going to give a report on how Paul's doing physically, emotionally. How, how is, what is the state of his well-being? Verse 22, I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. He's going to let you know we're doing just fine. We're doing just what the Lord wanted. Peace to the brothers and sisters and love and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace and love. Paul signed out with peace and love. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Amen. Wow. Great, great book. Great chapter. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Hopefully you're a part of all six chapters of the book of Ephesians. Uh, tomorrow on the podcast, I will start Philippians chapter 1. Um, so we'll do that. That'll be on the podcast tomorrow, just Philippians chapter one. And then Monday, Monday, we'll do Philippians chapter two, um, together. So, so glad to have you guys. Hey, it's that time we, we read, we pray. That's where we're at. Let's do it. Our God, thank you so much for the power of your word. Thank you for, uh, this uh, practical wisdom and practical teaching. And also this, this incredibly powerful spiritual insight, Lord. Uh, so in keeping with your scripture, we pray that we would be uh, girded with the uh, the gospel, the truth of the gospel, that we would put on the belt of truth, that we would put on the breastplate of righteousness, that we would our hearts and will and purpose would be guided by righteousness, the righteousness of God, that we would put on the helmet of salvation, that our minds would be filled with the salvation, that we would have the mind of Christ. We would see as he sees, we would think as he thinks, that we would have in our minds, the mind of the Lord. Lord, we take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Lord, we pray that you would plant this word deep in our hearts and that it would be a weapon against the adversary. Lord, we take up the shield of faith 
And Lord, we put our trust and our hope in you. We pray that our faith would be a shield against all the fiery darts of the enemy today. Lord, that they would just they would just uh, be uh, defeated and deflected uh, and be unsuccessful in their attempts at, at discouraging, uh, hurting, harming, or even distracting. And Lord, we pray. We pray today in the spirit. Help us to continue throughout this day on every occasion as in every moment when a circumstance arises where we sense spiritual adversity, Lord, that we would just remember these this armor that you've given us and that we would pray in the Holy Spirit. Lord, Lord help us to be people of peace as we put on the, the boots of peace everywhere we go. Help us to be ambassadors of peace and reconciliation. Lord, I thank you for my friends. I pray for those who are grieving today. A lot of heavy requests have been shared this morning from the loss of loss of family members to people who are uh, facing some uh, physical um, health issues and difficulties. So Lord, we just pray in each and every circumstance that you would do great and mighty things, Lord. Whatever your, whatever your people have need of today, we pray that you might move on their behalf, whether it's comfort, whether it's encouragement, whether it's uh, peace, hope, whether it's um, healing, whatever it is, God, we seek it uh, and agree with our friends today for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being a part of this entire journey through the book of Ephesians. If you just jumped on, all of these are on the podcast, so you can go back to Ephesians 1. In fact, you can go back to Romans 1 before that, um, and you can listen to all of them uh, and get caught up. And so tomorrow on, on, the, on Friday, we will do uh, Philippians chapter one. So if you don't have the podcast, grab that and um, and you can you won't miss out on uh, on the journey we're taking. So thanks for being with us today. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.